0: Hey everyone, just before we get started here, uh, this episode was recorded the week right before the ABCA Fall Pairs National Championship.
1: Yeah, and we wanted to congratulate Maho and the Horn Frogs and Annalena and uh, and Haley for winning the National Championship uh, in the fall. It's pretty awesome. They've I think they're the only team to ever have a pair in the final two years in a row, so they've got a gold and a silver. Um, Maybe next year somebody else can win and we'll give them a bronze. Uh, No, just kidding, but congratulations and hope you guys enjoy the Maho episode, especially now that you know she must be talking about something smart because she just won the national championship.
0: Welcome back to Coaches on the Beach, and today we have an AVCA Assistant Coach Award winner and the associate head coach for one of the most fierce programs in the country, Maho Oriana. Maho is Great to have you on the show.
2: Oh, hi, guys. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, well, not only to, to be in your podcast, but also just to hang out for a little bit and talk and catch up and, and share some ideas that of this sport that we love so much.
1: Yeah, Maho, uh, I think you're also probably our first international guest. So uh, we've never had anybody from another country. You're from Guatemala. Can you tell me how you started playing beach volleyball uh, growing up?
2: Okay, so I actually grew up in a pretty athletic family. Both of my parents played sports. They met playing sports. They both played volleyball. My mom played softball as well and she, she did uh, track. My dad plays soccer, volleyball, and water polo. So since I was like super young, I've been in sports, gymnastics, track, softball, soccer, volleyball. So at nine, I fell in love with volleyball. I was undersized all the time. But I was not too undersized, but I was still undersized. Um, I really like the, the kind of the level of athleticism that it required, and it was very challenging and and active, super active, because before that, I played softball, and I was really bored, Um, so I played, sorry, sorry for those softball players, but I think I needed to move a little bit more and, you know, just participate more, Uh, then, yeah, I grew up at the gym, you know, my mom went to play every weekend and practiced during the week, and I just was there hanging out with with others in, in life literally like softball field and volleyball court all week um then uh, i played indoor for a long time uh i played uh internationally in the like juniors uh level and also for you know like the senior national team as well uh i was um very competitive I could say like I was pretty stubborn kid Um, so uh, I think coaches loved me and didn't like me sometimes as well so but I was very competitive and and I think like that came from my parents Uh, then I played indoor for a long time as I said and then I played both beach and indoor Um, then For like living in Guatemala, like there's not that many opportunities in sports like here, you know, like sports is not tied in with your education. So basically some, you know, teachers at school or professors in college were like, "Okay, so are you going to live from sports? And I'm like, like, "Uh, maybe. But that was something that everyone thought it was a hobby for me you know, like, when are you gonna actually, you know, be serious about life? When are you gonna get a real job? So I was trying to please so many people on getting a job, like a part-time job, going to college, playing beach, playing indoor. So I was just doing too much at some point. Uh, but I love the idea of beach volleyball. It was a super new sport in Guatemala, so we had to find a coach. We had to fund ourselves to travel, to go to tournaments and see how people actually practice or what drills could we run. Uh, kind of like the man federation to, to well, demand at some point, like to send us to tournaments or you know have a coach at least for us to to get better but it was easier to do it for two than to do it for a whole indoor team uh so but still it was hard and back home you don't have title nine or anything so there's always more support to men's sports and female sports um so yeah it was it was a lot of like just trying to find my way or that I really liked and enjoyed and and with like very little resources and I would, I would i wanted to play in college but i'm kind of older than you guys so i uh i was um at that time when i was in high school libero didn't exist and i'm five four and i was an outside hitter you know like but it was super underside so it was really hard and at that, that time too you know like you had to send your take literally like no no like email (laughs) with your video so so it was a little harder and challenging but i still got like you know i'm grateful for the opportunity i had to be playing internationally for a long time and and just experiencing you know a different level of play and and see where you know like kind of like have a vision of like oh oh, this is what we can do with the sport Mm -hmm.
1: and when did uh when did you say oh, I'm really fully doing beach volleyball because I think there was obviously a long period of which, but then there's a pretty good stretch mm-hmm. there where you're like, oh, I'm playing, right? I'm I'm hitting Norseca's every once in a while.
2: Yeah, I think that was around 2007 when kind of like Norseca Tour started. And then 2006, I had a, a knee surgery because of indoor. Yeah. So, you know, both at that time so I was like okay like less impact I literally like play more I can you know we can look for sponsors and stuff and like play on tour and stuff like that so I think that around 2007 was was like you know like okay we we really have to put a lot of energy into it and see like what would our team look like not only you know partnership wise but you know a coach and sponsors and all that stuff
1: yeah and the whole time you have this little little sister right so mandy has to be uh 2007 she's probably what in middle school uh maybe getting ready to go yeah she's
2: 95 she's not even 10 years old at that point yeah Yeah, she's young
1: was she, uh, were you trying to groom her to be your partner or did that, is that something that came along uh, much later in your life?
2: Well, she didn't like volleyball. She hated volleyball. She <laughs> wanted to dance and she played softball for a while, but she hated volleyball. And I think also she didn't like the idea that you know, I played volleyball, my parents played volleyball, so it was just like expectations were kind of high for her. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she liked that. Uh, it was until I was playing the Pan Am Games in 2011 in Guadalajara. So Those mm-hmm. were my third Pan Am Games, I think. And she came to watch. And we kind of look alike a little bit, even if I'm way older than her. So mm-hmm. she used my credential and she was in the prep player's tent like, all day, just, like, hanging out with all the players, and she was young, you know, and it was, like, Ricardo and Emma, like, really, you know, it was really cool, like, um, Larissa and Juliana, like, really, like, amazing players that were there, Mm -hmm. so that was the day when she said, in four years, I'm gonna be here playing with you, Yeah, and, yeah, So, 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 like, yeah, I started my club 2010. So a year before and she was like coming and yeah, she was excited and all this, but she was not committed. So I think that was the tournament where she saw and it was so much fun and, you know, and she got to meet all these players that she said, I'll be here four years after. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so then, uh, right. You, you get to play with her. Um, and then you went up and started coaching in San Diego shortly thereafter. You were at SD, SD Beach or
2: Coast Yes. SD, SD Beach Coast. first. Yes, yes, okay. yes, and yes. So when so, was that? Okay. So around 2010, when I started my club, I got my BCAP, you know. Uh, that was my first coaching certification or, you know, and then I got my FIVD coaching certification after that. Like, I don't know, like probably a couple of years after that. Uh, then – I was like, okay, so I had my club, and I'm like, hey, I, I want to bring the girls to play or to go to summer camps or something like that to to California. So I met, actually, Andrew Bennett was the one that I met, and he was like, hey, yeah, we have a club, and we're going to a combine. I think it was the first ever combine, beach volleyball combine ever, and yeah, you should bring your girls, and I'm like, I don't think they're that good. Yeah, you know, and like we were not good, but, and I'm like, okay, like for the experience. So I brought four girls with me and we went, it was fall, it was a, of 2012. And then after that, no, 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 sorry. Spring of 2012, spring of 2012 is spring break. And then after that, they told me. The club at SD Beach, I kind of like ran a little bit like there was a tournament going on the combine. So I helped them run and I coached, you know, with them on court and all that. And then they called me when I came back home. It's like, hey, would you like to come and coach for us? I'm like, I don't know, you know, Uh, (laughs) how would that work? So I'm like, hey, yeah, we start like you have to meet with lawyers, this and that we will help you. They were super cool. You know, they helped me on on starting all my legal paperwork. So I was able to work and then kind of like we had a deal and like with, you know, my, my income, and then I was paying off and all that stuff. So I went there again with my, with other girls during the fall. And I said like, okay, I'm going to, I had a Norseka too. So I played in Norseka, then the girls came and I was like, okay, I'm going to stay here to see where I would live. Like what, how would it be and all that stuff. And actually, Uh, I started meeting with the lawyers and then my whole process started then I got my I came with an O visa to to work that would allow me to play as well at some point not tied only to one company you know no so it was not a work visa it was an O one one visa so Mm -hmm. then you know I had to come back home till it was all settled so I officially moved to San Diego in June 2013. Yes. And I worked for ST Beach for like like 4 years. Yeah.
1: So June 2013, we're like all right. We're we're getting into uh or we're doing beach volleyball in the states full time. That's must be second year of college um beach volleyball. When did the idea of coaching college kind of come around?
2: Um while I was in SD Beach, we kind of like, you know, I believe I'm I'm, I'm very competitive and always looking for the next level. So, I kind of created uh, with Mark Lamelli and Chris Gustavo was there and Gail Malone, like sort of the five coaches that were working there, The college prep program where it was a little bit more intense, you know, on because we had like there was a point that we had like like 150 kids. It was like a big club, like one of the first clubs. Um, But we wanted to have like that group that was, you know, solid and prepare them to get into college get recruited, all this stuff. So ran that program for around three years, you know, placed a lot of girls in different schools, which was super fun. So you started having this relationship with college coaches, right? <laughs> no, it's the other way around. But and and you kind of start learning about everything. Then I went to Coast. In Coast I was running a smaller program, you know, but it was a very high level, you know, uh high level athletes of different ages. Uh and then there too I was helping girls to get recruited and I also had like an, an online business for international athletes for other sports as well helping them to get recruited and just not that but I, I, I like to like tie it in like strength training so I did like online programming for strength training with Jackson strength and nutrition um, like also like um, I like the mental performance side of it Uh, so yeah. And then I, you know, with that, you you talk, you're talking to college coaches all the time, you know, I got in some conversations, you know, if I would like to, you know, coach or not. And I think at the beginning I was like, "Uh, I don't think it's time I had, I liked where I was and I was learning a lot. And, and then, yeah. And then Hector called and yes. And he's like, yeah, just come and check it out. And I'm like, okay but i don't want to go <laughs> you know i didn't want to go i didn't want to come
1: yeah
2: uh like sandia was pretty cool i was so, i was still playing too so i was able to train play and, and, and coach so it was a pretty cool lifestyle like you live close to the beach and but then i came visit and i really liked it and i'm like okay i'll take it year by year and if everything works out i'll do it and everything was so smooth you know stuff that i'm like okay Let's see if, you know, this works out and it worked out, you know, or stuff like that. Even like the place that I was living at, you know, that actually Derek also lived there. And then I lived there. Uh, yeah. Um, they were like, um, the lady it was like a big house and I lived in the apartment downstairs. And she's like, no, you know what? I don't know, but we just want to like, you know build a bigger house and just like so then suddenly i didn't have a place to live and i'm like oh maybe i should go you know <laughs> so stuff like that like little things like that happened also you know my my sister being able to transfer and that was huge because i was like man like texas i don't know anyone and i'm like even farther from not farther from my family but i did had uncles and cousins in in california which was nice so when my sister could come that was that was what sealed the deal actually
1: yeah we've always known Hector was a good recruiter but little mm-hmm. did we know he could recruit uh players and staff members with uh with equal level of, uh, <laughs> of success so yeah
0: uh,
1: yeah so did Mandy go before you or did she because she was at LSU right mm-hmm. uh for four years was she there four years
2: four years yeah she registered her junior year she That's tore right. her labrum So she, we got there at the same time.
1: Yeah. How was that? I mean, she was probably used to you coaching her on the world tour already. Was it an easy switch to, to be her college coach too, or was it hard?
2: Man, like everything was hard. Like when we played together, Colin and Michael, we had to have like a sports psych with us every week (laughs) because it was, it was Sometimes it was awesome and sometimes it was so bad. When we went to world champs, like we had um we kind of like, hired Kevin McCulloch to be our coach. And he was because he was like such a good balance between the both both of us. So, it was just too many roles. You know, I had like the big sister, like almost the mom cuz we are I'm 15 years older than her, uh her coach roommate you know like there was so much stuff going on and and we had to know here we're we're partners and we're equals and you know this and this and this like nobody you know it's so that was tough so that was playing i think was tougher like actually playing tournaments was not that bad the practices could be a complete <laughs> disaster yeah yes but then when i coach her at tcu I don't think that was hard at all. You know, like there were some little things, you know, kind of that, you know, how your sister is like, eh, whatever, and then in front of all the players, and I'm like, hey, you know, show some respect to your coach You're not your sister here, <laughs> something yeah. like that. But, uh, but nothing crazy, you know, it was, the it role... was a really cool experience.
1: The roles were a little more defined when you went out there, there wasn't quite the same. Uh, Now, that begs the question, right? You have two sets of sisters on your team currently. Do you notice uh, the McTavishes or the Patton's ever going at it like you and Mandy did? And you're like, whoa, 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 hey, I I know what happens here. Give me a minute.
2: Not at all. Well, the Patton's like, uh, Ava transferred to UT, so we only have Karis right now. No, Sutton and and Jordan, like, really good, actually. You You can't even tell their sisters at practice. Just because they look like almost exactly the same sometimes but <laughs> but no, no, no issues and also i think we we do a good job of not kind of like mentioning in it too much you know so treating more as individuals or even if like one of them is struggling like not going like to her sister so she feels like you know she needs to do something about it but more kind of you know us trying to figure it out and and making sure they have Like their own personality is important, the team, not you're the sister of.
1: Maho, kind of going along the, I guess, moving more into a a true volleyball focus, as much as I would probably talk about your beach volleyball past, because I think the, the SD Beach Club, that like OG group is so cool, right? You mentioned Derek lived down there. I don't know if he coached for SD Beach, but. No,
2: well, Derek coached for Coast.
1: Okay, Derek started a coach. Yeah, yeah,
2: so it's like, it's it's like a, it's this little world. It's funny because kind of, again, from call was talking to both of us, you know, about going to call. And then, you know, kind of, we're like, I don't know, we both were in this conversations, but we were friends too. And we knew that we both were talking to her. And then Derek took the job. So then he was living at this place that was a really good location. And then he was like, hey, you know, like if I go, do you want to take care of, like not take care, but just like run the club? Yeah. So basically I took over Derek's life, something like that. (laughs) Does that make sense? For a year or less than a year. Mm -hmm. Uh. So that's how it all worked out. So Derek and I never worked together, but we kind of like I came to some practices with him to have like that transition between him and the girls, you know, like with the girls and all that stuff. So, yeah, he's he's great, though. He's awesome.
1: So if he ever leaves Washington, we should look for you to just jump right. No, up, uh, no, there. no. I don't think he's leaving. Maybe for a while. I, I can follow
2: the purple, though. He followed me on the purple.
1: <laughs> you can follow the purple. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you mentioned Gustavo was in that group too, right?
2: Yes. yes. Yeah, so
1: Gustavo Hocha, uh, who is now the assistant at uh, Southern Cal. They've won a few games. Over yes the last couple a
2: few of years. now he's associate head coach he got from associate
1: head year. coach i apologize I,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. I gotta
1: keep up with my with my title changes i can't keep up with my own let alone
2: <laughs> there's a lot been. going on man the beach world is growing and changing so quick that it's hard to keep up
1: yeah it's been very it's been it's very fun to see that group of san diego coaches who obviously i think did a great job san diego's um that quiet spot right because no college programs have started there yet Uh, and there was a big pro scene for a while and then it kind of fell off. And then, uh, now there's a little bit more coming back, but, you know, I guess what I want to know is what did you take away as like the style of play, um, coaching in San Diego? What were the things that San Diegoans were known for that now maybe TCU is known for? How has it impacted where you are impacted how you coach?
2: I think uh, SD Beach focuses a lot on uh, biomechanics and, you know, like right, like technique. And it was it was a very creative way of teaching. So I learned a lot from them in that aspect. We had like so many different personalities that it was very interesting. Uh, Gail Malone was a former uh, Olympian beach volleyball Olympian and a lot of energy, you know, old school, but a lot of fire on the court mark super nice and always you know trying to see how who could how he could benefit the community more kids and just like provide you know coaching for for more and more kids and then chris law he was kind of like a yogi you know very intense too and he was a lot about like very into a holistic approach so at sd beach what we did it was you know you had the volleyball you had the 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 conditioning training but you also have like the nutrition part of it and kind of like workshops and just fun things that we used to do we used to do yoga after practice at the sunset as well so those were things that chris brought to and then gustavo was always like the fun guy on the team but at the same time super competitive so he was you know, the one that, that everyone loved. So Gustavo, everyone loved Gustavo. And, (laughs) and then he left Pepperdine. He was the first one to go. And that was sad, but he was still around a little bit and, and came back, you know, for clinics and stuff. And he learned a lot from Marcio as well. And, you know, he just kept growing and growing. And then he ended up at USC. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool. Oh, Cowie, Cowie. Uh, she is from Hawaii. She was part of the OG group as well, and then um, yeah, but she's back in Hawaii. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's cool just to think back how all started and how you know, like before, there were almost no programs for the girls to go to. Uh, in every you know, every year we have more programs and we have more clubs. I still feel that we need more colleges for the amount of girls that are playing the sport. And hopefully, you know, boys in the boys side, it can grow more as well. That would be really cool. Cause we yeah. have boys too in the club and it was so fun to coach, coach the boys. It was simple. It was, so it was physical, easy. Right? They yeah, have no
1: they, idea what they're doing though. No. It's right? like they're throwing themselves out there. It's yeah. Ultimate. Um, Ultimate dopamine hit, right? Because you can mm-hmm. tell them do something, they'll do it, and you'll see it work right away because they don't know anything. So it's like yeah. the baseline is so low. Um, I talk about that a little bit with uh, with Chad Gordon and and uh, those guys up at, in NorCal, right? They got Bay to Bay, has got a little beach club. And they're like, dude, it's just the, the easiest thing in the world because we'll just run the balls out there. They'll go around, they'll bang stuff, and all of a sudden you'll be like, hey, did you try doing it this way? And it'll work in Tuesday. Did you try facing your set? Your guy will all of a sudden get the ball where you need it to go, um, regularly. But moving from San Diego, Texas, right? What has your style versus Hector's style, and how how's that kind of come together to make to give TCU an identity? And what is TCU Beach Volleyball's um playing identity?
2: I think like when we started working together, it was kind of like figuring out each you know, what would, would we. vision you know Mm -hmm. uh it was not that it was different it was just like probably with different focuses right um so year after year we've just been like molding each other to to be a really good team i think and with daniel as well like it's incredible like we've the three the three of us have been together for five years so that's pretty cool you know so it 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 I think like Hector is super competitive, um, and funny, and very creative. Uh, me on the other side, I'm like more like of structuring uh, practice and stuff like that, and bringing kind of also the the heartwarming like support for the girls in the sense of. Like both sides, you know, like holding them accountable, but at the same time, like supporting them as humans, as girls, as student athletes, as, you know, so many things. Uh, and I think like that kind of like allows Hector to do his job best, you know, on the sense of like leading the program, recruiting. Like we both do recruiting, but at the same time, like he does more of the international recruiting. I do more of the local uh, but at the I don't know it's just i think it's it's pretty cool how we work together, even if we're we're pretty different, and sometimes, like you can come to our offices and you're just gonna like a lot of heated conversations in Spanish in there <laughs> it is it is pretty cool <laughs> at least we 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 can be ourselves in our own native language uh but yeah. I think like we're always trying to find ways to to get better and to to make sure that we're supporting the girls the best way we can and and for us team culture is extremely important and that the girls feel important regardless what's their role and they they understand their role you know and they are doing something that they it's important for them that they can grow and they can contribute okay so every single player, it's important for them to contribute in some way, right? Some some are playing, some are, you know, just being super uh, responsible or being super structured or being, you know, cheering on or making sure that everyone's like giving their best in the weight room. There's so many different things that that are important besides volleyball you know and i think part of our success is that that we take care of all that stuff as well and we try the for the girls to be the ones that have the initiative and how they want it to look like
0: yeah
1: and talking about that growth right how you guys have kind of progressed forward um what has been kind of the biggest contributing factor to I mean, TCU, when I first remember them, was 2018. I think TCU came uh, to a tournament at South Carolina, and I think we won 4-1. It was just tight. You could tell that they were getting better, but it wasn't like, a, oh, no, TCU's here, right? And then within uh, two years, right, I think uh, you, you came fall of 18, so spring 19. Uh, all of a sudden, it was like TCU was in the top 20, and then – by the time we hit 2020 and 2021, TCU was a, a national contender. What what were the biggest contributing factors to that sudden growth and success? And we're going to call it overnight. I'm sure Hector's sitting there going, heck no, it wasn't overnight. It took me six years to get this thing rolling, you know? But what what do you think the, the biggest contributing factor to all that has been?
2: I think, like, it has been important to have some – players that believed where they could get, you know, like they knew their, you know, like why, why they were here. Most of the players at some point, you know, we had a a big group of amazing girls, but they wanted to come to TCU, you know, like it was not that we're going to, you know, we're going to go to the national championship, right. It was more about, yeah, we like the school. We're here. we, We get the experience to play volleyball. So how do you change, a whole group to that mentality that no like our goal is to go to a national championship to win a national, to all this so so having some players that that was their goal and and making sure that you know they were able to lead in a way even if it was not verbal it was you know how they showed up in practice and stuff like that other girls started believing that we could do it and then saying it out loud and louder and louder till it started happen and it was pretty cool to see how it was wow we're here like and then after that you know we've been i don't know super blessed to have good really good players that have joined our program you know as freshmen as as transfers that have just added and added and added and 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 we have such a solid base of girls that are just so eager to play for each other and and care for each other and and just go out there and have fun with each other uh i think that's that's i think that's a success they just have fun doing it every day together it's really cool (laughs) i'm not saying it's easy i'm saying like there's stuff that is like you know you have girls crying and you have you know like mad people kind of but they care for each other in a way that they compete every day in practice but they they're you know they take care of of each other when they're outside of practice and push each other so much on the court and off the court so it's yeah. cool like i i'm saying like it's a lot like
0: mostly it's because of them. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure it's a ton of hard work. I, I think Colin and I are kind of in that mm-hmm. building process where we're, we're, we're just trying to get to a, a winning record sometimes, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. you guys have taken that far past that level and there, there's gotta be some moments in that, that building process since you've been there where it's been like, Oh, that's, that's a real light bulb moment. Um, can you give us any specific examples or stories of some really great successes that you saw the team take that next step?
2: I think like COVID hit pretty hard to everyone and that was just like an eye opening on like hey this is what we got and sometimes it's just gone, right? So then next year coming in like we don't have anything to lose. That was pretty cool and you know we had Olivia Blackburn who was like a transfer from LSU you know have her another year because of that it was amazing and then kind of like that year also allowed us to see what didn't work you know we had like such a short season and then you were gonna have like almost the same team the next year so that was kind of one of the things like it was heartbreaking but at the same time it was like wow like really like this can be gone anytime so let's just do it uh we had a really good transfer class that year 21 you know with alexis megan q like different personalities super fiery uh and and they and they were loving and i don't know like if you guys could see how at some practices they were just really like demanding from each other more uh and or you know or, or having like really hard hard to heart conversations like tough conversations and on, on how you know volleyball has been so hard for them in their lives uh i think like those are the moments as everyone says is in the locker room that all this magic happens And then you see them come and just fight for for what they want and and just like having that vulnerability in your team. Cause you're asking me for instances, but I just, I just have that, that, that we do this team building and and they, they have a space for them to be vulnerable and they kind of like start understanding where everyone from and their struggles and all that. And they just grow so much closer together that is just wow, right? And then you add that they're great volleyball players too, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. But now they have an extra thing to play for, right? That is their teammates, you know? And they want to yeah. do it together. And then just, I don't know, like when you go like 2021, 20, they were just winning and winning and winning. And we started beating like this teams that we didn't have like, we were like, okay, we didn't know what our lineup was gonna look like. And the girls were just winning. It was just wow. There was a point, and like I don't think this is good, but they were like, "How?" Like, I think sometimes the girls are like I think like the problem is that we're winning too much. I'm like, how can that be <laughs> a problem? You know, like like I think that was that was why it was so hard to go in into postseason because we've never been in this position ever. You know of of Competing so well, and then suddenly, okay, now you're ranked, and people ex- like are looking at you. Like before, nobody was looking at us, and <laughs> and we we're suddenly in the spotlight. So, yeah, that's a I heck of a problem to have—is winning too much. Yeah, yeah right. And then, the, and they were just going out there, having fun, and just playing so hard. And you had like this—I don't know if you guys had the chance to see our team play, but. The girls that were not playing, the hype squad, they call themselves the hype squad. (laughs) They had meetings, like they had meetings about what they would do, like running around the course to see like if all the water bottles were full of their teammates. Like it was just everyone was playing. So that was pretty cool. You know,
0: so I got to be on the losing end to one of those wins. Uh, that year <laughs> it was my first year in and we came to you guys and yeah. just seeing the environment around your home tournament you had the the mc going during your matches mm-hmm. the girls running around with their water balls spraying water everywhere it, it yeah. was a really cool environment definitely
2: yeah it is cool and i like another thing that you have to add that we're super lucky is the support that we have from the school you know you know thankfully resources are important and 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 TCU is a, a, great place. Like our athletic department is pretty solid, and they support us, you know, yeah. a lot more than other programs. We have to accept that, right? And and it's our responsibility to use well those resources and and get the best out of it. And yeah, the community here has been really cool. Like f- tournaments have been fun, and every every year, like people like we have more fans. And that, and also, you know, there's really good beach volleyball in Texas. And now Texas adding a program, that's another thing that, you know, yeah, it is, they're going to be good. They're going to be good quick, (laughs) you know, like it's still going to take time. But at, at the other time, it's like, man, like we're blessed for that too. You know, like we get to, to really Keep working hard to to keep competing and 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 just represent the school the best way we can.
1: Yeah, you guys have uh I've managed to avoid you outside of um that one year at South Carolina, so haven't quite been on the on the winning or the losing end of TCU in a few years. But actually, to answer kind of Michael's question and maybe even piggyback off of your point, Maho, I, I do recall. Um, I was living in Southern California when uh, COVID hit. And I remember uh, going out to the beach right after they kind of reopened. The I mean, beaches were closed for a little while. They wouldn't let us walk outside. Mm-hmm. And when they reopened, there were two girls uh, practicing down on Second Street in Hermosa. And one of them was one of your international players. I can't remember. It's 2020, right? So is that is That's that Danny. Daniel, Danny? Danny,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, so – and right, for – seven months eight months uh one of her teammates had let her live with her family and lauren yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and like done that right and that's um taking care of people off the court i'm not sure there's many better ways to do that than going hey mom um she's gonna come home with us and uh, i hope you don't mind that she's just gonna live with us for the next until this thing's over which granted at the start we probably thought was two weeks but then borders started to close and uh, getting home probably sounded like it got really hard. So it's been a pretty amazing impact. I think the the thing that a lot of people will notice too, right, is your roster has uh, a fair amount of international athletes on there uh, and mm-hmm. Spanish athletes, right? So Hector is Spanish and, and has um, a fair amount of, I guess, connection up there in, the, mm-hmm. in Spain. And, and how has that I guess impacted your team dynamic, right? Bringing an international and a large group of internationals, albeit they're very good at the sport of beach volleyball. So that probably eases some tensions yeah. pretty quick.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The beginning was hard. I think the first international player was my sister. Uh, and then after that, so that was 2018, 2019. And then Danny came in. Uh, Danny's a phenomenal player. Like she's just super good, very different culture, very different. How you know, like for her, she played tennis before beach volleyball. So she was like individual sport, like, what is all this team? Why do we have to do all this together? You know, she would, she didn't understand a lot of things. So that was a big shock for her and a bigger shock for our team because they were like, like, what, like what's going on? Like why why is she she knows she does she think that she can do whatever she wants? Like it's not that she was doing whatever she wanted, but she was going at her pace. So that was challenging for us to see like hey you know is this gonna work? Is this, like we were stressed out? Uh, but then the year after, so that was COVID right? So then I don't know if that was you know helped or didn't help. The year after we got Maria and Tanya, So that was two, like, so now we had three international girls. And then the year after we added two more, no, three more because Canada, Josie from Canada, Luana and Anna. So now we had five international girls. And then the year after we added Lena from Ukraine, you know. You know, and I, like, yes, like, it's just for us, we're a private school, like, you know, it's going to be the same cost for everyone. So we don't, it's not that we have priority in Texas for anything either, even if like in Texas, there's like, the clubs are really good. And, but for them, it's the same to go to TCU, probably more expensive than to go out of state. hmm so yeah, evens the playing
1: need... field recruiting wise
2: mm-hmm. yeah and i think like we all understand this you know like you guys being coaching at the collegiate level for a while you understand that girls have in their head where they want to go before june 15th they, they already have their dream school in their head and even if like we get the best results or whatever like we're still not top of their list so, but then international players they don't know what's the top school; they don't know what their dream school is. They just want to come and play. so I think that kind of helps, right?
1: yeah, I always say you know the only difference between southeastern louisiana and and Los Angeles is if you initial them, uh nobody knows what what the difference is if you're from another country, right mm-hmm. it's l a and l a one one's yeah. got Santa Monica Pier, one's got um, really good seafood, so mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think it's also I think it's been very unique to watch um kind of being able to communicate in another language has that benefited that relationship and helped kind of ease that gap, right? Oh, coaches talking to them in Spanish, right, so there, yeah. there must be something happening here what What about that with the rest of the American team?
2: I think that that helps for sure uh not only for the athletes like you know kind of like when you're you're in another country and you want to express something important mostly if you're struggling you would like to say it in your own language right so I think <laughs> that helps and also the parents you know that the parents can talk to you because most of the some parents don't speak English right and if they can talk to you and you have a similar culture as well for sure it helps yeah I think we're, we've been known for you know, having all these international athletes, and it hasn't been for that long if you see it. it's been probably three years, not that long right uh, and sometimes, yeah, when we recruit internationals, we're recruiting really good international girls, not right, so then some girls kind of like feel threatened or scared from here about. Man, like you know, like their top girls are international. I'm like, yeah, we recruit the top international girls, you know. Like you, you, it's it's a different type of recruiting as well. But that doesn't mean that everyone has the equal chance to play and earn their spot, right? Uh, and the girls that come in, they get exposed, like you know, American girls get exposed about a different culture, a different way of looking at the sport, and and you know, and Sometimes you know you have players like national or international who are playing for their national teams. They play all, all year long, which other girls just take breaks, right? So, so who's gonna get better to right? Yeah, it is. It's a different lifestyle.
1: Yeah, the the cultural piece is is fascinating, right? I think. Uh uh-huh. um, You know, I don't know about girls from Texas, uh, right? But I have a few on my current roster who are from the Houston area and then the Southeast mm-hmm. Louisiana region. And there is a lot of, uh, you know, this is what I know and this is all I've known. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is all I want to know. And I think that that's incredible, right? I, I would love that. I think it's beautiful to be like, this is where I want to be. And I know that. And there, there's no, there's always a part of me at least that wonders like, Oh, what's out there. Right. What would it be like mm-hmm. to live? in mm-hmm. Guatemala, or in Spain, or whatever it might be. Um, and, and a lot of my athletes don't experience that. And so part of my goal is to also be like, okay, hey, yes, you may not want to ever go live in one of those places. And that's, that's wonderful. But um, here's a little bit of what's out there, just in case you ever take a vacation. Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. It could
1: be great to know. And so I love that piece. And I love getting to interact. I mean, I've still uh, my Spanish is is terrible, right? But uh, oh, you're
2: I, pretty good. Every
1: once in a while, I can whip it out, right? But I, I think the one phrase I remember from Maho teaching me is uh, "eres la mejor." mejor Eres is... la mejor, o oh, el mejor. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> for you, right? Eres la mejor. So, uh, you are the best, Maho. We do want to ask what you see TCU doing going forward. So, you've obviously won a lot more volleyball games um What what's next
2: I think a lot of growth right uh this year is a building year for us in the sense of you know we had as you know we had a pretty solid one team and we don't have them this year so it's like let's see who, who's gonna take that you know who's gonna take that that role and who's going to 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 lead yeah I'm saying like like the girls led in different ways but I think like some of them are up to the challenge. Others probably don't believe it so much. So, you know, the floor is open to see who's gonna who's gonna take it. So we're excited to, excited to see that, you know, we lost six starters, which is a lot this year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> but you know, those girls are training and competing and, and, and just trying to earn their spot and and I just think like not big, big personalities. We used to have like big personalities that, you know, brought the fire or, you know, like super competitive. Right now it's a little bit more neutral. I'm not saying that we don't have that. I'm just saying it's a little bit more neutral. So I think our team, like, as every year, it's a different personality. Um, I don't know, we're just open to surprise surprise ourselves this year, uh, in different ways, you know. I think we will learn a lot, and and you know, we we trust that our you know that our girls are prepared, and they're going to go out there and 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 play. Yeah, we're very
0: excited
1: to see what what TCU Beach will uh, do this year. I think uh, I think you've avoided me on the schedule one more time, so maybe uh, maybe in 2025, uh, I can I can convince TCU to to take on. <laughs> colin wilson and the southeastern lions um
2: yeah what conflict we had a conflict this time
1: yeah hector said something about not wanting to come to louisiana for spring break um
2: oh really oh yeah. because yeah one time we got stuck by a tornado that was oh. true it was my birthday actually it was and your birthday? i have it right here we went to how is you and we couldn't fly back so we had to buzz back and it was my birthday yeah i remember okay. it.
1: If I guarantee <laughs> no tornadoes, uh, maybe I can get you guys in. Into- <laughs> um, but, you know, we're excited to see what TCU's got. We're excited for an NCAA beach season. Uh, you've got the Fall Pairs Championship coming up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think
1: it will have happened when this episode comes out. But either way, going on the broader scale, what do we want to see from NCAA beach, right? So you're obviously AVCA Assistant Coach of the Year. Um, was that last year or two years ago? Can't remember. Uh
2: two years ago or three? Two years two, ago? Two, two, yeah. two years ago. Twenty-one,
1: twenty-one, twenty-one, twenty one. So ABCA assistant coach, right? What's the ABCA and what do you want to see from the sport going forward?
2: Uh I would like to see high school girls take their time and take their visits and and get to know the coaches, get to know the teams. And and not rush committing. That's that's what I want to see the most, you know. Because, man, enjoy your process. You know, you get visits like paid for and stuff like that. Take them, take them. Go and visit. Go and see if they're actually like that. You know that school is for you or not.
1: Amen. Yeah. Can I get, a, can I get an amen? I mean, <laughs> yeah. hallelujah.
2: Yeah. Come that's, on. that's one of the things that I'm like. Wow. And I see it, you know, like my boyfriend coaches coach tennis and they take all their visits. They decide to like, oh, like mid senior year, where do they want to go? And like, you know, they, yeah, it's a tough, it, it is probably exhausting for the coaches. Just, you know, having this conversation of like, no, like this week, like this player is going to be there. Like they're going to visit this school and then they're going to be. And yeah. And, and, But you build that relationship with the family and with the kids and and i feel we don't have that it's just like rush it's pressure it's like you know as if you have uh i don't know like you have the deadline and i don't think anyone is enjoying it but really like i don't think the parents enjoy it i don't think the kids like being on the other side on the club is stressful right yeah and and us as coaches too I want to get to know them. You know, I want to get to know their families. I want to to see them play more after they are 15 years old.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know about you, but um, when I was 16, my decision-making ability sucked. And so the fact that uh, in one week or less, we ask 16-year-olds sometimes to make a decision on the next 60 years of their life might be a touch difficult. Um, that's that's how I'll say it. And so I don't know if you'll find many people that will uh, agree that or disagree that they want the process to be longer, but it does take concerted action from, from our coaches, right? It takes it takes a true willingness to, like, for lack of a better term, miss out. Um, now, as a program that, that recruits internationally, right, I think, Maho, you'll agree, oftentimes a great player will show up Six months before school starts. I mean, I don't know when you guys uh, started talking to Lena, but I mean, shoot, I think I texted you when she committed, and I go, "What the heck? I've been watching this girl play for like two and a half years. Where did? Yeah. How did you even make this happen?" Um, and so that kind of stuff will always happen. And I think mm-hmm. it happens with domestic beach players as well, right? Somebody, yeah. Uh, there's a girl at LSU right now, Kylie Mueller, right? She's uh, a freshman, I think, this year, and just jumped into beach maybe senior year of high school Mm
2: -hmm.
1: great athlete and so let's push the timeline back and let's make sure that we're giving it our all and figuring out the things that we want to do so uh, I love it and we really appreciate you coming on Maho Uh, I know you've got grad school and coaching and many other things so we really appreciate you taking the time to to chat with us and and sit down on on coaches on the beach
0: yeah thank you Maho
2: Oh, thank you, guys. I was actually expecting, like, hey, when when am I gonna have the chance to be in this in this podcast? You know, <laughs> I really wanted to be part of it, and not only you know because uh, you guys are awesome, and I have a good time with you, and and mostly you know, in, you know, recruiting in clinics with calling, we 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 have a good time. <laughs> so, but also just to really get to know your side too of uh of the sport and and how do you see it and have this like fun conversations and and it's always nice to share of what's working with us, you know, so so we can keep growing as a sport.
1: Yeah. We'll keep stealing your ideas. Uh and one day we will get you to go cliff jumping in North Carolina. Um but that'll be a, that'll be a story for the next time.
0: I'm in for I that did one.
2: do it. I, I did do you
1: it. Did. You're a liar I never
2: did, did. did i Maha.
1: did you I did the short did. There's one a...
2: yeah that was a cliff
1: yeah, small yeah. but it was we're getting you on the big one we're getting you on the big one
2: there's a video
1: yeah uh, i think there's a video of me doing it too
2: moritz but... was the one that didn't do it
1: oh moritz got scared oh gosh i gotta keep giving him garbage about that i forget yeah yeah um yeah my video michael by the way is uh quite embarrassing because um i go to really dive off this cliff and my foot slips right as I start to go. And so I wind up doing a belly flop about 30 feet below.
0: This is when uh, I wish we had a video podcast where we could throw this yeah. in there. No, I think that yeah. video is
1: deleted. Uh, Greg Vogel, if you ever listen to this and you share that video, I will find you and I will make you pay for it. Um, but yeah, no, it was that one or, oh, Kidder. Gosh, do you remember Kidder trying to do the flip? Yes. And the bruise the next day. Oh, goodness. Oh, goodness. Good memories. Good memories. But... Yeah
2: you know i was conservative but i i did jump
1: you jumped you jumped i apologize i it's maritz that i have to make fun of yeah one day i will get him on the pod but maho thank you so much for coming on we'll we'll let you get back to your evening but we like i said we really do appreciate it and i'm so glad that you came on and agreed to to tell us all of tcu's secrets so